Welcome to One Hope Church in Temple City, California. This is our podcast, and thanks for joining us. In these challenging days, if you're looking for hope and encouragement, you found a good place. We hope God's Word inspires you, speaks to your heart, and grows your faith. Enjoy the message. Good morning. Yes, still, right? I don't know how many of you had a feeling like I had a feeling yesterday. It was in the afternoon, I'm thinking, what day is today? I know it's Christmas, but is it Wednesday? What day is it? Then I thought to my wife, I got to go to church tomorrow. <laughs> right? And usually after Christmas, we've got the grandkids, everything. The afternoon, you just relax in. Thank God a lot of it is over. You know, and you're resting in your own little manger and enjoying life. And I thought, thinking, I got to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> Did some of you have a weird feeling like today really wasn't Sunday? You woke up going, what day is it? I didn't know what to expect this morning with a number of people. And I want to sincerely say from the bottom of my heart, I am so glad some of you are here, okay? <laughs> Me and the praise band, just by ourselves, we've been all right, nothing against you, but... This is a lot better. This is a lot better. This morning, um, I get to bring to a conclusion a series, a talk called My Shepherd, My Psalm. Okay? And at the end, you'll see exactly why this series is entitled My Shepherd, My Psalm, why it's that way. But this morning, we bring to a conclusion what we've studied for four or five weeks, the 23rd Psalm. If you're with us for the first time or listening, we've been going through the 23rd Psalm, one of the greatest portions of Scripture in the whole Bible, one of the most known portions of Scripture next to John 3.16 comes the 23rd Psalm. People know it. Within the church, outside the church, Christian, non-Christian, many people know or heard of the 23rd Psalm. If you have your Bible, I'd like you to turn to the 23rd Psalm, and I want to bring to a conclusion a powerful, powerful ending by David of this psalm. And once again, oh, I see that hand. Thank you. Kids, if you want to go with Zach, please go. Okay. Give me another month. I'll learn what I'm supposed to do, okay? I, I got too many things on my mind. So, no. Okay. Any adults want to go? No, okay. This 23rd Psalm, especially if you're visiting with us or listening for the first time, it's about a relationship between God and his people, the shepherd, the sheep. The shepherd being God, the sheep being you and me. And the 23rd Psalm is a journey of one year in life. One year in life. From the pastures to the valley times when they're going to try new uh, uh, grass to eat, to hard times, to still times. It talks about a one-year journey. And the interesting thing, even though it's New Year's next week, in our life, it's another year. And it's going to be a lot of the same, up, down, in, and out. It's our world that we live in with God. 
and we need them every year. And that's all the 23rd Psalm. He says, I'm going to take you on the journey one year, everything they experience. And then he comes to his conclusion, and it's powerful. The Psalm says this, and as I say it, see if you can remember some of the thoughts we've learned and taught about what we follow prior. It says this, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. First five words, key words. The Lord is my shepherd. I've made a decision. It's me and God. The sheep, that's my shepherd. I want anyone else to be my shepherd. I trust him. I love him. He loves me. Okay, if the Lord is my shepherd, then let's journey this thing called life. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I'll be content. It's going to be all right. My God will supply all your needs. Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Sometimes he tells me, just slow down. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the stillest of waters. He restores my soul. He breathes life into me. Sometimes in life, while the breaths I'm taking seem insufficient, God, a breath from him. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness. My God guides me, and his paths are right paths. We don't have to debate them. Is this going to really work out all right? He leads me in paths, the paths he wants me to journey, because they're good paths. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake, and yes, yeah. Sometimes in that year cycle, I go through the valley, the tough times. One and one don't equal two. I'm sorry. I've been praying for this for a month or two, and nothing's happening. Sometimes I go through valley times. And even though I walk through the valley, don't panic. Don't run from it. Don't go too fast. You're going to make a mistake. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I I fear nothing. It doesn't scare me. Why? Because God's with me. God is bigger than any valley time. God can conquer any valley time. The God that can conquer any valley time, he's my God. He's my shepherd. Okay, get it in here. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for you're with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me, even in the presence of my enemies. Sometimes God goes a little ahead of us and pulls those weeds and stuff out of the grass. Then he says to the sheep, come, eat. Yeah, but isn't there some weeds there or poisonous? No. I would not leave that for you. He prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemy. He anoints my head with oil. And my cup runs over. He anoints my head with oil. One of the most beautiful phrases in the 23rd Psalm. At the end of every day, the shepherd will look at every one of his sheep 
And many times they got cut, bruised, a thorn, a thistle. And he would look at every one. And if he saw any kind of bruise, any kind of cut, he'd take the Neosporin. And he, he put it on the hurt. And he'd take a big cup of water. And he said, here, drink. And that sheep looked at water. And then he did something. It's all right. He rubbed the sheep's head or the belly. It's all right. Here, lay down. Go to sleep. The shepherd knows every bruise. Some of you here, some of you listening, you're bruised. Life has bruised you. Some of you are cut. Every one of you in here, he knows every bruise and cut. And he says, let me anoint you. Here, drink of me. And then, hey, Michael, it's all right. I'm still here. I love you, Michael. Rest, even with your bruises. You know my head with oil. My cup runs over. And now he says it. Watch this. What a conclusion. I am sure, the last verse is six, I am sure the goodness and the mercy of God will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of my Lord forever. He says all these words. Then he ends with something so powerful. I am sure that goodness and mercy will follow me every day of my life, and I will dwell with my God forever, forever. By the still waters, if I'm grazing or in the valley, I will dwell forever with my God. Amen, he says. That's my conclusion of this year. That it's me and God, 100%. No turning back. I'll never turn back from my God. What a conclusion that is so positive and powerful. And you have to think, in that one year, there were some rough times for the sheep. It wasn't all grazing and joy. And yet they're saying, we're not leaving. We're with this shepherd, 100%. It don't get any better over that hill. The best is him and me right now. Have you ever thought about this? Very interesting. Do you know many people, and some of you in here, and me at times, many times we think ourselves into a disaster or it's never going to get better. It stinks. It's awful. We think ourselves into it, okay? You go through some situations, circumstances, whatever. It might last a while, and it's interesting the thought press process of many of us. And many of us, because of this thought process, we actually sort of become like that. The phrase we all know in here, 
And if you ever say this, tell me how you feel. Oh, no, it's Monday. Oh, no, it's Monday. You just got out of bed. You haven't even had your coffee yet. And you're thinking, oh, no, it's Monday. You tell me after two cups of coffee, if that's your thought process, how are you going to go out that door and how are you going to face the world? Or, thank God it's Friday. Why? Because Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday stink. But thank God it's Friday. Oh, so in your thought process, the best day is Friday. Right? And the awful day next to Monday is Sunday night. Why? Because the next day is... You ever think like that, people? You know what else a lot of us do? And I do it at times, okay? Have you ever dealt with things? And think in your own life, the last two, four, six, eight weeks. You deal with some things, and have you ever felt like your mind and your body is in a tug-of-war? A tug-of-war, okay? It's like, okay, God will supply all my needs. It's, it's going to work out. I'm trusting him. On the other side is trusting him. It's been three weeks. That's pretty long, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know, but I'm going to pray believing and all that. Really? How many times have you prayed? 87. Is it working? I don't know. Have you ever felt, okay, that you're like this? Okay? It's like, I, I use a thought and a phrase. Remember the, the one man who comes before the Lord and his, his son is sick. And uh, he says, I believe, help my unbelief. I believe, but help my unbelief. And I look at that, and I'm going to comment more on that in a series I'm going to do in around two months, that this man, he was so honest. You know, I do want to believe in you, God. But see, my son almost died twice last week. And that hurts. It hurts a lot. Even if me, me believing. And some of us, we're in this struggle, this tension to believe or not to believe. Am I going to really trust him? Okay? Now watch this. His conclusion. And these are powerful words. He says this. I am sure. I am sure that goodness and mercy will follow me. I am sure. That means I'm confident. Nothing's doubting here. I am confident that the goodness of God, the goodness of God, and the mercy, the compassion of God will follow me all the days of my life. What he's saying there is my conclusion is this. Goodness of God. God is good. He's not bad. He doesn't want to hurt you. He wants to heal you. He doesn't want to destroy you. He wants to give you life. He said, I am sure the goodness of God. God is good, 100%. There's no doubt there. The world can let you down. Our family members can let you down. Politicians can let you down. God won't. I'm sure of his goodness. Do you remember in the Old Testament and creation? I love the story in Genesis I'm not so 
It doesn't matter what he did every day to me. That's fine. It's what he said at the end of every day. And then he rests on the Sabbath. No matter what he created, whether on the first day, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, didn't matter, his conclusion was always the same. I see God. i got a great imagination. I see him sort of sitting there. He just created all this universe or mountains or whatever, sequoias, redwoods. And he's sitting there thinking, hmm, man, that is good. You know what I did? That's, man, that's good. I don't have to go back to the drawing board. I don't have to try, try again. Man, that is good. That's all I can do. All I can do is good. And man, I'm doing it. And the God of Genesis, I want you to hear this. He is not done creating. And he's not done with his people. And I'm telling you, whatever you're sensing and feeling, God wants to do you good. That same God wants to sit right next to you and say, hey, hey, Bob, we do good things for you, man. Take that to the bank. And David's sitting there thinking, you're right. I am sure that the goodness and the mercy of God, the compassion and love of God, I don't know if you noticed this, will follow me all the days of my life. You know what that means? If, Lauren, get up and start walking out to church. Okay? Just, okay. What am I doing? You run, I can run too. Okay, stop. Notice this. Will follow me. What it means is, Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I will pursue you. You can't outrun me. You can't outthink me. You want to slow down? I'll slow down. You want to keep walking for seven days? I could walk for eight. Now, which way do you want to go? Now, you want to go back? Go back this way? Guess what? Go, you can sit down. <laughs> Do you see that? God will follow me. And some of us, during life's moments and that, have you ever said or felt this? Where's God? Why doesn't he answer my prayer? Why do I feel so alone? And God is right there. Even though you feel like he's not, or he's not answering the prayer, he's right there. None of you here can outrun God. You can't hide from God. You can't get so angry at him that you tell him, get lost. He says, I don't get lost. I'm more stubborn than you. I will pursue you. Now, either that makes you feel good, or it gets you scared, like, Lord, I'm wondering, what am I going to do with him? God is right there saying, let's go. I am sure that the goodness and the mercy of God will follow me all the days of my life. A-L-L. -L, all the days.
And then he says, and I will dwell in the house of my Lord forever. Period. Take it to the bank. Why? You want to know why? Because the Lord is my shepherd. If he's my shepherd, I will dwell with him forever. That is a conclusion that is so confident, so much assurance, so much hope. There's things in my life I'm really thankful for. There's some things in my life are challenges. Okay? This last year, there's some things in my life, hip, hip, hooray. And there's been some things, huh, I don't get. Well, Michael, what are you going to do about the shepherd? That's the most important decision you've got to make. It's not when will this work out or how come or why or all that. No. Where are you with God? Is the Lord your shepherd? By the still waters? Do you need a breath from God? Is it a green pasture? Is it a valley time? That the Lord is my shepherd. Take it to the bank. There ain't no ifs or buts about this. There's a story from years gone by of a, a church who had a wonderful production, okay? A wonderful Christian production. And part of this production was the reading of the 23rd Psalm. And the story goes like this, that church is full, thousand people, whatever, and they had got the services of this one man to come and speak and just recite the 23rd Psalm. And this man had a way of, of talking, was very distinguished and powerful. Uh, you knew who it was. You know Sean Conway, James Bond? It's type of voice that you know who it is. Well, they had got this gentleman to come and read, and they paid him money to come. And it was a part of the program where the 23rd Psalm had to be read, and he got up, and he read it. And he read it in a way that was so masterful. The tone, the pauses. People just sat there and go, Wow. In fact, when he got done, they applauded him. Beautiful. And some said, read it again. Read it again. And he did. Stood up and he read it again, better than the last time. People go, wow. Man, we never heard the 23rd Psalm like this. They went through the rest of the program, and there was a conclusion. And in the conclusion was the reading of the 23rd Psalm again. And... Instead of him, they had this elderly gentleman from the church, been part of the church 40 years or more, to read this on behalf of the church and that. And this man, 75, 80 years of age, he, he gets up to the microphone and he begins to read. He's holding on his cane. And as he reads it in his voice and the way he was saying it, the audience 
just sat there and took it in like, wow. And he went through the whole 23rd Psalm, and when it, he was finished, he went and sat down. No one moved. There wasn't a nothing. And after he sat down, this gentleman who they had invited to speak, the 23rd Psalm with the voice, he got up because it was like a, a sense or something in the congregation, like, what do we do next? Do they come up and sing or what's happening? And this gentleman, the one with the powerful voice, got up and he said this, you sit here right now still thinking. I read the 23rd Psalm and this gentleman read the 23rd Psalm. The difference in our readings is just this. I know the Psalm. He, he knows the shepherd. And that's the difference. He knows the shepherd. I know the psalm, the words. But he knows God. There was a man, one of my churches, Temple Baptist La Habra. In fact, his brother used to come to this church years and years ago. This is in the 60s, 70s. His name was Blake Warren, came to this church. And Joe Warren, his brother, went to my church in La Habra. Joe and I were very close. Drove the bus, everything. I love Joe. To hear him pray, I just sit there, taking it in. This man knows his shepherd. Probably deeper than me. God, he knows the shepherd. And you listen to his prayer. It wasn't fancy. It was just right from here. He knows the shepherd. In conclusion, I am sure that the goodness and the mercy of God will pursue me every day of my life. And I will dwell in the house of my Lord forever. Amen. Why? Because the Lord is my shepherd. I was invited to a conference up north. And it was a conference of about 400 young adults. And what's interesting about this conference, I was a speaker there from a different country. I won't even tell you what it is, just a different country. All of them. And they were here, and they were having this big conference. I was a guest speaker, and one of the gentlemen who headed it up, we were talking a couple of times, and he says, you know what's interesting, Mike? You look at some of these people out here. Their stand for Jesus Christ has cost them so much. Many of them, their families, have disowned them. They'll have nothing to do with them. Some of their friends have looked at them and said, what have you done become? And their stand for God has not been that easy. But they do it. 
This is the group of people you're talking to. Their relationship with God. And then we went to the service. They did some numbers and then all of a sudden they began to sing something. And as they sang this chorus, I knew what it was. I had heard it a hundred times, this chorus. It was one of my favorites. And they sang it, and they sang it, and they sang it again, and they sang it again, and they sang it, and sang it for 10, 15 minutes. And I sat there listening and taking it in. And at the end, I stood up and said, I have nothing to add to the service. Nothing. It's been said and done. I have no words. We have been with the Lord here. And I know it. And all they did for 10 or 15 minutes was this. A chorus. I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice to worship you. Oh, my soul, rejoice. Take joy, my king, in what you hear. May it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you. Oh, my soul, rejoice. Take joy, my King, in what you hear. And may it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ears. Cause I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice to worship you, oh my soul. Rejoice. Take joy, my King, in what you hear. May it be a sweet, sweet sound. For the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in the greenest of pastures. He leads me beside the stillest of waters, and he can restore me. He restores my soul. And yes, even though I walk through valleys, I will fear no evil. I know you're with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. You even prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. 
and you anoint and hug me at those moments when I need it. Hey, God, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's settled. Goodness, mercy of God will follow me every day. If it's oh no Monday or thank God it's Friday, Monday, Friday means nothing to God. He'll follow me every day of my life. And as for me, I'll dwell in the house of my Lord forever. You can take it to the bank. It's settled. I'm going to ask you this morning, and I don't know how I'm new here, how you do at this church at times. I'm done with the series. You see what the title is, My Shepherd. Then you got the psalm. I'm asking you, some of you in here, I know God has spoke to you. I know that. One of the weeks, something just, man, you just know my life, Pastor Mike. No, God knows it. And it hit you right between the eyes. Some of you are feeling, I don't know, deeper, closer. Someone told me a few weeks ago, and with tears in their eyes, said, you've taken so much that's up here, and you've put it in here. What I feel now. I'm going to ask you as I close. You could do it there, or you're welcome to stand and, or kneel with me. An altar call, if you have never, ever, giving your life over to Jesus Christ. What a moment. He loves you. If you want to keep thinking, guess what? He'll keep thinking with you. He's not going to tell you to come back later. He'll be right there. For some of you in here, maybe it's, yeah, it's a little deeper, Pastor Mike. Good. Then affirm that. If you just want to give your life to God, maybe you just want to tell him this morning, hey, you know that chorus? I ain't the best singer, God, but guess what? I love you, Lord. I do. And so I'm going to ask you if you want to, as the praise band sings a closing song and listen to their words of this song, if you want to come, or you can do it there, join me at this altar. It's between you and God. I'm not going to ask you why you're up here. Maybe you want to kneel. Maybe a moment or standing before God. A testimony. Standing. This is my belief, my conviction. Take it to the bank. What is the Lord saying to you this morning? If you want to come and join me, please, don't be embarrassed. Kneel, stand, then make your way back. An affirmation between you and God. And if there's any making a decision for the first time, please let me know. Because I want to help and come alongside you. This is your moment now. You think about everything we've said. I invite you to come up. I pray you sense and feel even with the Lord today. What a 
fitting weekend on Christmas weekend and uh, we get to be in church and hear the word and what it means to us about the Savior being born. I want to ask, is there a lady, one or two ladies here, okay, that can come up here besides Carol and be with her for a moment and pray with her? Can I get two ladies? Come on up. And at, when we conclude the service, just spend a minute with her. And Carol, these are some friends going to come alongside of you. Okay? Okay? It's good. You ask for a couple, you get more. That's good. Now, to each one of you, especially if you're visiting for the first time, okay? My name is Pastor Mike, and um, you've got to experience this worship with us in song, in praise, in prayer, and the Word of God. And I, I hope, especially if you're visiting, it was good for you to be here. I know there's two people right there. Is it Gloria, right, and Joe, Gloria and Joe. And there's some people around you, they're going to say hello to you. I hope you'll come back again, you know, because I got good news for you. Great news. This is a whole weekend of good news. I got great news. Next Sunday, guess what? We get to be back here again. That's good. I'm looking forward to it. Are you? Are you? Uh, a little more enthusiasm, please. We're on camera, and people are listening to this, so we've got to really go, yeah, we're excited. Hey, next week, uh, I began a brand new series, and um, it's good. It, you're going to love it. It's a series on trust called It's a Matter of Trust. I'm going to take that word, trust. It's on our money and everywhere. Show you what it means. And for us to be able to say, I trust in God. I hope I show you things in the Bible you've never seen before, and it goes deeper. The word trust, okay? Be a four-part series. Invite your friends or family. Let's fill this church with people worshiping our Lord. Teach one of you. May God bless you. May you sense him always, his presence, and that he's pursuing you. And that's good. I wish you a great day. Give your dad a hug and your mom, okay? And we'll get him back in church. We're not going to give up praying, okay? Ryan's, Ryan's dad. And to each one of you, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year coming up. And I pray next year will be a good year for you and for me. God bless you. Please go with the Lord. Thanks for joining us. And if you enjoyed our podcast, you can subscribe and share with your friends. To support our ministry, go and click in the link in the description to give online. To connect with us, to know more about who we are, go to our website at onehopetemplecity.org. And also you can find us on Instagram at onehopetemplecity. We would love to hear from you. May God bless you. See you next week.